Welcome to the Biz Design Enterprise Architecture Podcast. I'm your host, Will Hardison, and in these podcasts, we talk to leaders in the areas of enterprise architecture and how they and their teams deliver value to their organizations to advance strategy, optimize operations, and reduce and manage risks. Now, let's get down to business. Hey there, and welcome to the show. I'm Will Hardison, one of BizDesign's marketing managers, and I'm so glad you're listening to today's episode. As I record this show, we are just coming off our global enterprise architecture summit we call BizDesign Connect. For over three hours, industry leaders and subject matter experts took the stage to show the value of enterprise architecture and its impact on business and IT, including Google's former chief business officer, Mo Gadat. If this sounds right up your alley and you didn't get a chance to attend live, well, you're in luck. You can watch the entire summit on demand by simply visiting our website, bizdesign.com, clicking on resources in the main menu, and then events. From there, you'll be in the right spot. Now, here's more good news. In this episode, I have Dave Arm's entire presentation ready for you. Dave is the Area VP of Enterprise Architecture for ServiceNow. During his presentation, Dave focuses on humanizing enterprise architecture, basically staying mentally healthy, keeping in mind that humans use the systems we design, and being able to embrace change. At ServiceNow, they actually use the acronym LEAP, which stands for Lean Enterprise Architecture for People. Here's the conversation between Dave Arms and BizDesign's Chief Strategy Officer, Nick Reed, from BizDesign Connect 2023. Thanks, Thanks, Will. Will. And Dave, great to have you here with us. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, great to be here, Nick. And uh, I'm glad to be part doing my part for keeping the hair and makeup bill lower this year. So <laughs> that's great. So, can you tell us a little bit about the enterprise architecture team at ServiceNow and and how you work? Yeah, perfect. So uh, good to meet you, everybody. Uh, Dave Arms, as Nick said, I'm the AVP for our enterprise architects team here in EMEA. Uh, so unlike a traditional enterprise architecture function, we are a pre-sales function. And really what happened a few years ago, we kind of got together as a team and, and thought, well, how can we better help our customers? Uh, how can we connect and collaborate with the enterprise architects in our customers? Uh, we obviously want to show them how ServiceNow can help them, but fundamentally how do we help them understand their vision get to action so that we can partner together and drive mutual success it's as mo might say uh, we're really looking to help people make choices and then do the work and it ultimately is about getting to the work so that we can achieve mutual success together and, and from your team's perspective what do you think has changed in enterprise architecture over the past few years <laughs> I guess an easier question might be what hasn't changed. Uh, I mean, and, and I kind of pulled these thoughts together before I heard Mo's discussion on the previous session. And and wow, I'm now starting to think about what my life was like when I had teenagers. Uh, and I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, very excited, but a little bit nervous. Uh, I could never understand when I was younger when people said, uh, may you live in interesting times and then defined it to be the Chinese curse. I thought, isn't that what everybody wants, to live in interesting times? And then the last few years for all of us, 
the global events have led to disruption in pretty much every industry, pandemic, war, recession, environmental challenges, and now this sudden explosion in generative AI, all of those have driven massive changes in the enterprises and customers that we, that we work with and we support. And, and I love, I've always loved the expression, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm. And it has been absolutely essential for each one of us to change the way we work, evolve what we do, and reinvent the enterprise architectures that we support and design uh, just over and over again. So for for me, we've had to really strengthen some, some existing muscles and completely grow some new ones. I think there are some core principles that have stayed with us for many, many years. I, I still find myself going back to uh, Tom Peters and In Search of Excellence, which when I checked it out was kind of first written in 1982. So a long, long time ago, but I could still pick out three or four of the core principles of what they believe identified enduring companies that I think apply really well today. So staying close to our customers, understanding what they need, understanding the why. I don't want to sound like Simon Sinek, but really understanding the why of what we're doing. Uh, another expression they used was exhibiting loose, tight properties. So where are we going to provide real agility versus what core principles are we going to maintain? Uh, and then really, how do we continually challenge ourselves to collaborate and have that bias for action as they described it? All of these things are essential to, to future growth and future survival in this world. We, we've got a series of balances that we have to strike. How do we, how do we support growth? while managing diversification in technology, because that will bring complexity and slow us down? And what are our core principles that we apply to our enterprise architectures that, that don't limit that agility? You know, collaborate constantly and maintain that sort of constant bias for action. Keep moving. I mean, I, I love the way you guys put it, Nick, in terms of uh, see the full picture, find the right path, and execute with confidence. That that for me kind of really does encapsulate what we have to do to survive in this world. And I think some of the things that Mo just mentioned uh, have really kind of doubled down that message. Strategy is evolving once a year, twice a year, three times a year. Technology is evolving every few months, it feels like now. The technology we have implemented in our environment is now changing many times a day and and that's without those disruptive events. One of the things that Mo said that really struck me was that kind of how do we become unstressable? How do we become resilient as individuals such that when those things happen, we can kind of really stick to our process. Where are we? Where do we need to be? How? What do we need to do to get there? And then once we started on that journey, once we're executing with confidence, how do we get there, keep our minds open to learning constantly, adapting constantly, and then really repeating that process, learning from it and repeating it. And I think I know most covered generative AI better than I ever could, but absolutely I see that happening right now. 
everybody is investing in generative AI. It's being tapped into from just about every system and every solution. And whilst I know the researchers have been doing it for many, many years, for those of us as consumers, suddenly we're faced with a world where I typed in, tell me how the world of enterprise architecture is changing into BARD. Uh, and it said, enterprise architects need to become more strategic, more collaborative, more agile, and more data-driven. And it didn't have to have 27 years of experience to do that. Mm. No more than two months ago, it wasn't available. And I do wonder, if we're not careful, how long before we're asking an artificial intelligence, how should I evolve my enterprise architecture in the coming 12 months to meet the predicted business needs? So that agility of of an enterprise architect's role, that ability to understand, I think, is becoming ever more crucial. And and so what does that mean for how EAs need to operate now and and going forward? Oh, I I think we've covered many of that. First of all, I think we need to stay healthy. I'll use Mo's term, reduce the stresses. You know, the the level of complexity we could have to deal with, we do have to deal with, is just growing in every dimension. So I think everything we can do to to reduce those is good. If our brains shut down, then uh, as Kate Platanova said in, in one of her presentations, enterprise architects are big complex problem solvers. And there's a lot of big complex problems out there. So I think what we need to do differently is become much more connected to the why and the now. And what I mean by that is the why is the motivation for change. Why are we changing? What do we need to achieve with this change? What does good look like? And really kind of understanding and doubling down on that part of the process. The now, the current technology environment is changing minute by minute. So how can we be more connected to that in terms of real-time information that we can see as it evolves, we can see if it's aligning with our strategies uh, because we are going to need to make more decisions faster. And I don't think we can concentrate so much on always making the right decision, uh, but we have to make the most right decision. You know, if I talk about the the five Vs of data, volume, velocity, variety, veracity, and value. For me, that veracity, that trustworthiness of the source, of all the points of view that are being expressed in the room, which one am I going to pick as the the most pertinent, the most relevant to the decision I need to make? I think that's going to be our challenge. And Mo articulated it well in terms of there have to be challenging points of view so that AI can make a decision. We need to do that now because mm. our decisions in my mind need to be based more on risk and probability rather than studying longer to get to absolute fact. So more decisions faster. I think we need to simplify. I love a complex model as much as everybody else. But if you multiply the elements of the model by the elements in the architecture, by the various strategy, we're, we're talking about something complexity growing even faster than artificial intelligence. And what was it Mo said? A billion times smarter than a human by 2045 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Com- complexity can get there quicker, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. 
and then the last thing I think is we've we've got to connect uh, to the technology. We've really got to use it to help us understand and make those next best decisions. We've got to connect to where the data is of that real-time changing environment. And I think to a certain extent, we have to pave the way for some of the artificial intelligence technologies coming along because we want them to become better at what we do. And as Mo said, helping them understand the context that we operate in will help them then to give us better answers. So I think really understanding how we leverage technologies, uh, where the information is today, drive simple answers so that we can make faster decisions based on a better understanding of the, the why and what's happening right now is really the shift that we have to think about how do we make the world's just moving too fast for us not to keep up. Yeah, and it's great that that your team is adopting biz design to help with that faster understanding and mm-hmm. decision making. Um, but when you engage with your customers, how do you make sure that, that you're supporting them with the right approach? Yeah, I mean, using those core principles I've just described, really, it's kind of that one of the core values I talk to the team about is seek first to understand, focus on the why, truly understand what the need is, and then you will be most a good proportion of the way to discovering the answer. Then we really need to discover quickly, leverage what technology is there to discover the facts, and then engage humans in a very collaborative way to understand the perceptions. And I think those two together make up the overall discovered world. Uh, So going back to those core values from the Tom Peters, staying close to the customer, really understanding the motivation, the why, and the current environment that we're in. In terms of those loose type properties, we really talk about three methods and then a number of tools that we use to execute on those methods. So I talk about merging the art and the engineering. And for me, human-centric design is the art. It's understanding that we need to build things that people want to use. People come to work now for a very different set of motivations and make much more flexible decisions as to where they go in the world. So how do we engage people in the enterprise, maximize their human creativity by giving them tools that just work in the way they want to work. So we've we've got to understand what good looks like for the humans. We've also got to do good engineering. So guided architecture is our, uh, Michelle Supper created a method for us that refined aspects of TOGAF more focused to what we do and enhanced it in a number of ways. And that's about good engineering, really making sure that we build resilient, robust, performant, capable systems and solutions. So bringing those two together, we then have a a method that we call LEAP, which just stands for Lean Enterprise Architecture for People, that is effectively a set of recipe cards saying, you can use the ingredients of human-centric design and guided architecture in these ways to achieve specific outcomes. And that's really for me about trying to drive scalability, repeatability, and the opportunity to learn. And then the bias for action is about, we want to share our vision of of the service now value proposition. 
that's our organization. But fundamentally, what we're trying to do is to help people get from vision to action so that we can actually help them deliver great outcomes. And then the technologies there are obviously we use our own platform in many, many different ways, uh, using biz design to help us get that perspective and really make that discovery process more interactive and the models more flexible in terms of how we can work together. But I think it is just applying those core principles. Stay close to our customers, exhibit those loose type properties, do things in a consistent way, but not necessarily exactly the same way every time, and then really maintain that bias for action. That's what's crucial for us is we want to engage with people, understand their motivation, and then help them see the art of the possible from there. And, and it's working at scale all over the world. So we're, we're very pleased with that. Great. Um, we've got a couple of questions. Um, so uh, how do you see the need for bi-directional integration uh, between biz design and, and service now and as CSDM evolves as well? And that, okay. That's so this data model uh, is CSDM. Yeah. I mean, a, a, absolutely being able to discover the current environment very quickly, that's one integration, you know, sucking information out about what's relevant and pertinent to, to the area within which you want to work. I think the next step for me, having uh, selected the right path, when you want to execute with confidence, it's never going, going to be just you that executes. You're going to need to engage the rest of the organization to do that. And that's where the other direction of the interface comes for me is initiating action in systems where people are actually working and then certainly applying, reapplying some of those models that give the structure there. So I think having that common taxonomy and language between the two systems will enable us to complete that loop much more quickly and then provide visibility back to the enterprise architect as to how successfully their strategies are being executed. Because I guarantee one thing, before that cycle is complete, Something will happen in the world that means we need to reevaluate, readapt, and execute in a slightly different direction. So, for me, bi-directional data flow is is essential. Mm. And I mean, the, the going to the why of of enterprise architecture at, at service now. I mean, is this something that that service now does to drive? faster transformation and, and therefore adoption of, of service now software in those customers um it, yeah, i mean for me it, it really is about making sure that everything we do with a customer derives value for them mm. you know it, innovation first of a kind projects fixing new problems that haven't been fixed before is not going to generate a massive amount of software revenue it's creating a massive amount of value which then unlocks further opportunities and further ideas and, and new ways. I think, I think we need to approach these things somewhat altruistically and we have to look for the long-term outcome rather than, than a short-term sell. Otherwise, it, you just wouldn't work in the way we do. That's not, not what we're here to do, but it, it does uh, create innovation. Absolutely. And, and I guess it's, it's being very clear about those those strategic objectives of, of the customer and, and the business outcome mm -hmm. uh, that they're driving towards. Yes, and I think the other thing I'd say we're seeing more and more, Nick, is those 
cross-industry ecosystems and actually even cross-planetary ecosystems where actually as we move into the ESG space, it's more and more about protecting this one planet that we have, dealing with societal issues, dealing with cross-industry issues. So I no longer believe the unit of work is an enterprise. Yeah. I think those value chains are extending much, much further now. And being able to connect those is a is a key area in which we're looking for, for progress and to prove out certain capabilities. Thanks, Dave. I know we are, uh, time is, is basically up. Um, <laughs> we do have one question about, you know, how does BizDesign fit with the ServiceNow APM module? Um, I would say there is a blog exactly on that topic on our website. We can maybe share that, that URL with everyone. Um, for those that are interested in, in how this guided architecture approach works in BizDesign, uh, Michelle Supper from ServiceNow will be presenting on that in track four uh, in a little while, so please keep an eye out for that. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Enterprise Architecture Podcast by BizDesign. I want to again thank Dave and Nick for allowing us to use their segment in this episode. If you want to watch the entire BizDesign Connect conference, again, that is found at bizdesign.com underneath resources in the main menu, and then click on events and you'll be in the right spot. We'd always love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at bizdesign.com with any feedback or potential ideas for guests as well. Also, please make sure you leave a positive review for this podcast as we, again, always like to hear great feedback from you. Until next time, I'm Will Hardison. See you soon.